Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 the andrea k show on am 1170 the answer is sponsored by andrea k welcome to the andrea k show she's blonde five foot two and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Hopefully there's going to be some more, or maybe not, maybe not, hopefully. Maybe I should not hope to have as much explosions going on in tonight's show as I did all over my Facebook wall today because it was heated. It was explosive out there today because it has been explosive everywhere today. We're going to have some heat here tonight on tonight's show, but we're also going to have some fun, hopefully. And here to share the hour with me, here in the studio anyway, is none other. He's back tonight. That's my boy DJ Carrot Sticks Todd. Hey, baby. What's up, Doc? (laughs) And also returning tonight, thank goodness to help me break it all down. My gal, Alicia Dern, being kind enough to break free from whatever is going on in the Midwest and call in tonight. Hey, Hey, Andrea, how are you? I'm good. Hey, before we get into it, I want to, and, and I also got to thank everybody out there in, in the universe out there, uh, all my great friends, the ones that I have left on Facebook today. Love you all. Follow me on, on Twitter at Andrea K5. Friend me on Andrea K. And hey, don't forget I have a fan page. I always forget about it because I'm maxed out on my friends pretty much. I'm leaving like 10 or so that I can add on, on my regular profile. But I also have a fan page, so click on, like on that because I'm going to be moving people over there. Alicia's on Facebook. Alicia's also on Twitter. Alicia is also not just the legal libertarian analyst. There's a reason why she's the legal analyst, because she is an attorney. And I needed her here tonight, because in addition to talking about all the big picture implications of what's gone down with SCOTUS yesterday and today, she is going to, we're actually going to discuss something that I haven't heard much other people talking about that. And that is, what does it mean and what is it going to mean going forward in the daily lives of Americans? And what is the lifeblood of America? It's the small business owner. That, as Carly Fiorina said last night, that is two-thirds of the job creators in this nation. And they are the ones who are going to be most seriously impacted in the for-profit and the nonprofit sector here in America. So we're going to talk about that today. And we're also going to talk about maybe some options as to what we can do going forward. Because we can't just sit and get upset over these situations that happen and what's going on in, in Washington and these rulings with SCOTUS, we got to think about what, what suggestions we have to go forward. And, you know, I get that everybody's upset, so upset that literally it's been like a, a, a full assault, you know, on uh, all going on everywhere. I couldn't even have a discussion today on Facebook. It was like an assault from pit bulls to POTUS today because I even lost friends talking about dogs today on Facebook. But they're celebrating in in D.C. tonight, Alicia, at least the White House is. They've got it washed in rainbow colors, like a a rainbow-colored middle finger at America. I find that absolutely despicable that he is gloating in the face of so many people today because there is... So many big picture. We are going to talk about the details and what it means to Americans. But there are 
morality implications, economic impl- implications, and most importantly, the destruction of liberty implications with what SCOTUS did today. Because this was never really about, in my opinion, this was not really about gay marriage on the part of the president. It wasn't really about gay marriage on the part of SCOTUS today. And it wasn't about gay marriage in, in for many in the LBGT agenda community. This is about what I was talking about last night. This is about the scrubbing of America's foundations to try to wipe clean our past and what we've always been about in order to build it up in, in their vision, the Marxist utopia. And what is a key element of the Marxist utopia? It is the replacement of church with state. They got to get God out of society. They got to do it. And that's what they breached today. It was one more breach in the Constitution. You know, it's and 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 John Roberts, I mean, it's like mother, sister, mother, daughter, whatever. I mean, what a psycho. I mean, yesterday he trashes the U.S. Constitution with Obamacare. Today he's talking about, hey, uh, you know, LBGT community. He was right about this. He said, if you want to celebrate today, celebrate a victory, celebrate whatever, you know, this means to you. But don't celebrate this in regards to the Constitution because it didn't have anything to do with the Constitution, Alicia. Now, did you read um, uh, Scalia's dissent? I did, yes. I mean, he (laughs) He, you know, it's just he's frustrated because he thinks that there's inconsistency with how the court is, is con- interpreting the Constitution and interpreting laws. Well, I think it's more than inconsistencies. And who, by the who besides me wants to see Scalia in a reality show? I mean, I think he needs to come off the bench, right? And, and actually, instead of a reality show, have it maybe be him in a reality show running for president, okay? Because that guy gets it. Here's what he said today, a little bit of a quote. He said, I'm going to read part of his dissent today. He said, today's decree says that my ruler and the ruler of 320 million Americans coast to coast is a majority of nine lawyers in the Supreme Court. How ironic that it's some people in robes being our oppressors. But I'm not going to go any further than than to say that majority of nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. The opinion in these cases is the furthest extension in fact, and the furthest extension one can even imagine of the court's claim power to create liberties that the Constitution and its amendments neglect to mention. This practice of constitutional revision by an elected committee of nine, always accompanied, as it is today, by extravagant praise of liberty, yet it robs the people of the most important liberty they asserted in the Declaration of Independence and one in the Revolution of 1776, and that is the freedom to govern themselves. What happened to states' rights? You know, what happened to Proposition 8 here in California? You know, what happened to, you know, um, you know, what people want? You know, we are supposed to be a constitutional republic with states deciding these issues. Now, we're going to talk a a little bit later about the Constitution because Timothy Shea's, like I said, we're going to talk about what we can do going forward. Timothy Shea's going to call in later because there's a lot of people saying the only solution here, and I think it started with Mark Levin, is that we need to do something called a convention of states. Um, I can't just blame the Supreme Court today. You know who I got to blame for this, Alicia? I got to blame the Republican Party in part because they must stop. They must stop delegating their job to the courts or expecting the courts to clean up their work for them. And I caught a lot of heat today. Speaking of assault, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 here. And I came under a lot of fire today for basically saying something that I've been talking about for years, because anybody who's been paying attention to the world knows that the Democrat Party is trying to divide us, to divide and conquer and and to do what? To turn us into the great European socialist model. And what has happened everywhere across the world to where gay marriage has been designated a 
marriage is it's been followed up with hate speech legislation to where if you said that you believed in the Bible and that homosexuality was a sin, you could be crim- criminally charged for that. Same thing, whether you're a pastor or a priest and you were going to be forced uh, to perform gay marriage. So we've all been seeing this coming. So I said, why not? Here's my solution. And I even brought... Uh, Starting two years ago, I brought organizations like Get Equal and Log Heaven Republicans on the Andrea K. Show. And I said, look, if you really advocate for civil rights, then you will be on board with preserving civil rights for everybody. And then what you will be willing to do is, I said, I'll concede to you that I think any two people ought to be able to leave their pearls to whoever they want. Be, you know, because so much of, of a marriage arrangement is a financial contract decided by the states with the terms and conditions decided by the state. California doesn't care whether or not I'm a Catholic or whatever I am. They have nothing involved in that. That marriage is a religious designation. So I said, look, if you're so interested, if this is just about equality for you and not about trampling my rights as a Christian and my religious freedoms, then you'll be on board with just having the same financial contract that I have with my husband. What do you say about that, Heather? Uh, 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 well, why do you want, if I'm willing to give you the same, you know, if you say you want equal rights and if I'm willing to give you the same contractual terms that I have with my husband, what's your problem? I, uh, she had no answer for me. I said, I tell you what I think. You guys want the marriage designation because you want to be able to breach the firewall of my religious freedoms so that you can force people to submit to you. Because, you know, it's not about the marriage thing. Well, I suggested that today on Facebook, Alicia, and I caught a lot of crap from a lot of people on that. So I want to make sure that people understand clearly where I'm at on this. I really think that with this tidal wave has been coming at us for a long time. The GOP, when I... Let me back up where I got that idea from and why I think it would be successful is, is that I've got a whole lot of friends of mine in the OBGT community. And when this whole thing with Proposition 8 came about in California, you know, I, I started seeing the writing on the wall here and I proposed this to a friend of mine. And she was like, you know what? I ain't got any argument with that. Since you put it that way, the offer of civil unions, because I told her you do not Take civil rights away from anybody else under the guise of civil rights. So I think that had the Republican Party seen the writing on the wall and put forth this idea for civil unions, we would have at least had some type of protection against what's happening today. The purists are sitting back and and telling me I'm crazy, telling me that, you know, I, I was condemned to hell today, Alicia, because I suggested this. But at least it would have been something because the GOP sitting back and doing nothing has led us to where we are today. What do you think about that? Well, um, you know, the, I have to tell you, so first I have to disclose the Libertarian that uh, the Libertarian Party has been in favor of being marriage for 40 years. And I agree with the Libertarian Party's platform, not that we should force churches and people who are religious to accept gay marriage, but that the state should get out of the bedroom. The problem is we are assigning uh, benefits and tax breaks and, and all these things and, and these laws that are related to marital status, and the state needs to get out of the bedroom. Well, yeah, I want to get into that. Yeah, I want to get into Right. I want to get into some of those financial implications and all that, what it means to businesses when we come back. 
Um, I really, but but I'm with you there. I actually think that yeah, I don't want the government involved in marriage at all because this is my message to conservatives. Just like I've been telling liberals, be careful, liberals, about the power that you want to give government and about and and because you want hate speech legislation, be careful because it, you right now you think hate crimes legislation and hate speech legislation is only going to be to your benefit. You start giving more right. and more and more power to the centralized government, and it's going to be turned around on you. To the same thing to the conservatives, I say, look, be careful about your choice of trying to remove rights to anybody else because we're still we're also going to be subject to that so everybody needs to be careful about the kind of power they're wanting to give the centralized government we are a nation based on judeo-christian principles it is about freedom of religion that means not a replacement of church and state but it also is not a, a freedom freedom from religion either i had people today telling me we should be a christian nation and basically a theocracy no we can't go there either as soon as conservatives get on board with the idea that we need to have forced religion in the nation, that's just as bad, too. That's what we fled from England in the Church of England. I don't want to be told I've got to be a Catholic. I don't want to be told I have to adhere to a particular Protestant religion. So, right. you know, we have to be careful on both sides what kind of power we're willing to give the federal government. You th- because you always think it's only going to be to your benefit when you argue for it. And so that's so my and my message to the LBGT friends, you know, I support your right to your choices, but I do not support your right to try to take any from anybody else. Then don't you dare go around calling anybody bigots today because you think this ruling gave you the right to do it. Because I've got some friends of mine out there that are already putting pressure on me behind the scenes about that. And I'm telling you right now, you ain't going to get it over on me. So knock that off right now. We're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to pick it up on the other side. And I want to get into this, um, the business applications and what it means on a day-to-day basis for Americans with both these rulings, Obamacare and the uh, same-sex marriage ruling today. Hey, don't change that dial. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. One of the hardest things to find may be an auto repair shop you can trust. And that's why so many people bring their vehicles to Tau Auto Repair. I've been going there for at least six years. Lee is the owner. He's always very upfront on what needs to be done, what kind of stuff can wait. I mean, I wouldn't take my cars anywhere else. You don't go back to a place for almost three decades if they're not honest. Let's face it. Everything's always been done right. And after going back so many times, you know, I trust them explicitly. They're not there to run the tab up. When you go to Tau, Lee gets the job done right, he gets it done at a good price, and he gets it done quickly, and you can't ask for anything better than that. For trustworthy and honest auto repair, take your vehicle to Tau. That's T-H-A-O, Tau Auto Repair, on El Cajon Boulevard between the 805 and 15 Freeway in San Diego. Call 619-640-4606. That's 619-640-4606. Always a great experience with everybody that works there across the board. Tau Auto Repair, 619-640-4606. 
I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors License 657 this is AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Thank you, Engineer Todd, for playing some. We're playing some kind of downer, but no, you know, we're still upbeat here on the Andrea K Show. In fact, Todd and I had a little laugh because he said, you know who was really happy today, who the winners were today? He said the divorce attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> Them and the marriage counselors, right? Yeah, you know, um, it, it, it's funny because I saw this, uh, this uh, Key and Peel comedy sketch that was sent to me this morning about uh, gay marriage and, and they're pretending to be a, a couple. And the one guy was like, this is happening much faster. I didn't think that this was going to pass. I'm not sure I want to get married, you know. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of people out there who who, who wanted this. And, that, and now we're going to have all the problems with a like, Gay marriage, a straight <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Hey, be careful what you wish for. Uh, then, then on the other side, uh, somebody made a joke today saying, hey, Christians, cheer up. Now look at all these people that won't be living in sin. So you know what? <laughs> hey, you know, I got to lighten up, right? Um, but I wanted to get into um, some, some, some of the nits you know, of what this means because everybody's so uh, either cheering, wildly crying, and not even thinking about how it affects them, right? Uh, what we, we were just talking about, hey, be careful, you may need, yeah. not even want to be married, not even thinking about that. But then other people on the conservative side are so upset over this on a bigger picture that there, nobody's really been talking about how it's going to affect people going forward. And primarily it's going to affect business owners. And Alicia is, in addition to being an attorney and, and a top libertarian person in, in the libertarian movement, she's also a business owner. Her business yes. is a law firm and it's called Bellatrix Law. And she is a labor law attorney. This is what this woman knows about. And she has actually been... Um, speaking about these issues now for years in terms of same-sex marriage issues in the workplace and what it means, as well as for benefits, as well as Obamacare. So, Alicia, tell everybody what this means implication-wise for profits and nonprofits on a business and day-to-day basis. Okay, so the biggest change you're going to see is with uh, health insurance. So, and, and, you know, Obamacare already is requiring uh, small businesses to uh, either, and large businesses to either participate in health insurance programs or pay um, potential penalties. And, uh, you know, the premiums are going to go up because now you're going to have more married couples who are going to have to be uh, covered under the, the policy. So, uh, you know, we've seen that happen a little bit in California when, uh, when gay marriage became legal. More people were claiming uh, uh, under the policies, and so those uh, those premiums go up for all the employers. You know, I pay more money for all of my my employees who have families and children than the ones who are single. So it's just going to be an increase in cost for employers. Uh, I do think, though, that uh, it, it it simplifies some things because there was a question about whether uh, it, it was resolved in California with legislation, but there was a question about whether you could. Um, whether you had to provide insurance 
for people who were in civil unions um, as opposed to married or who had adopted children together but weren't married because they were same-sex couples. And uh, those questions are now going to be resolved very easily. So at least there's some certainty in the law because now we know everybody's going to have to be covered. Um, it's going to really uh, impact businesses in states like Missouri, where Missouri actually passed a constitutional amendment a few years ago saying that gay marriage, uh, that marriage was between a man and a woman. Um, obviously, there's going to be a massive change in how benefits are handled here. The other thing that's going to happen is it's going to impact the leave laws. So, impact you know, what? Say that uh, again. Impact what? The, the leave laws, like and the family leave laws. Oh, so, leave law. You know, okay. Yeah. So um, right now, uh, not all small businesses, but a lot of businesses um, are required to accommodate pregnancy leave. They're required to accommodate maternity leave. They're required to accommodate um, care for your immediate family member. Uh, Those leave laws are um, complicated and uh, often result in people being absent from the workforce for a very long time. And so now those are going to be those protections are going to be extended to same-sex partners, same-sex spouses, uh, and um, you know there's going to be there's a change in what is defined as your immediate family member because now you have a new class of spouses. I mean, this is a mess. I mean, you think about all the HR departments and and the laws and regulations, and there's probably already a gazillion um, well, penalties and 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 prepared. One of the things you can't do, for example, is discriminate based on marital status. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, there are always weird fact patterns that come up. And there's, you know, I can see this coming up as, as being some sort of weird set of lawsuits that we start having on, you know, people being asked whether they're married and, <laughs> you know, and being asked questions about their, their family status. Uh, so, I mean, there's there, all that stuff employers have to become aware of. Well, it's, um, it's, it's, it's right. This is going to be a mess for businesses. It's going because it's going to be time consuming. It's going to be costly. It's going to be costly for them in terms of their bottom line and benefits. Yeah. It's going to be costly in terms of lawsuits. The, it, you the know, benefits are definitely going to be expensive. Uh, the other thing is how, is how does it impact 401ks and beneficiaries on life insurance? You know, there's laws against um, divesting your spouse from uh, your your life insurance and your retirement account. So all of that stuff is going to happen. We're gonna, we are going to have more divorces, uh, and we are going to have issues with uh, with businesses who do not want to service gay couples or hire gay couples. And, right. You know, that, right. That's, and, right. That's, and I excuse me. I've I've been really curious as to why you think the courts have been ruling. It's got to be judicial activism because our U.S. Constitution does not protect. Uh, homosexuality, which which let's let's pare it down to the bottom line. Homosexuals are not the same thing as being um, of of color, being a minority, because you cannot prove that you were born gay. In fact, I know many gay people who will tell me and have told me that it is a choice. So basically, the theory that people are born gay is just that: is it a theory? It is an opinion, just like people on the right or conservatives or Christians or Catholics who believe that it is a choice and it is sin, what do they have? They have a belief. They have an opinion. Both sides have a belief and an opinion. Why should a business who, who, when we have a U.S. Constitution that specifically protects freedom of religion, be told that they have to give up their civil right that's specifically protected in the Constitution for a choice that's not mentioned in the Constitution, and it's just a belief system. There's no science to back up that they were born that way. Why in the world are they being given special class protections? Well, 
Um, I'm going to answer that in two parts. So first, I don't think, I disagree with the idea that we should be forcing anybody to do anything against their will. So if a business does not want to service uh, gay marriage because they have a, a, a bona fide religious objection to that, then they should not be forced to. And, uh, you know, I don't think, I mean, that's not what the court ruled on today. But, uh, well, lower courts have ruled on that. And in fact, they didn't rule on that. And that's part of the problem because we are left in such an ambiguous state now. We've all seen these bakeries that have been forced. So, you know, we right. don't. But there's been, you know, the, the, the status of um, non discrimination remains the same, though. I mean, Title VII does not necessarily cover uh, gay people. It certainly doesn't cover small businesses, but there's a myriad of state laws that do. So in California, regardless of whether gay marriage was legal or not, you cannot discriminate against people uh, based on their, their sexual orientation um, in, in, when providing services and goods. Uh, but that, this, the second part that I have to say is this is a morass that has been caused by the government being too involved in our private lives. So yes. exactly what you said earlier was that why should the government be telling us who we can cohabitate with, who we can have sex with, who we can have families with? It's none of the government's business, and really what they're involved in is social engineering through tax credits. Um, we've got the marriage penalty, which is, you know, ridiculous. We have the, the government involved in uh, giving credits for and pre-tax dollars for insurance, you know, trying to force all of, all the employers in the country to insure the health of all of their employees, which is kind of absurd if you really think about it. I mean, what, why are employers involved in this? The only reason they're involved in this is because of the IRS and our tax code. Yeah, and you know, actually going back, I think it was going back to World War II or after the Great Depression. Yeah, it was around World War II when businesses didn't have money, I guess, to, to give people pay raises or whatever. The idea was, well, hey, you know, cover their health insurance. Give it as a benefit in lieu of giving right. a pay raise. And then that's how our insurance got light, locked into employ, employment. Right. And now it's just so, considered a, a complete we, entitlement it, that it, that employees have. Right. So if we didn't have all of this, the government's hand through the tax code involved in what are our personal and our financial decisions, there wouldn't be any problems because, you know, I don't have a problem with gay people getting, having unions and having, you know, they can call them want to be together. You know, they can have, they, they can get married by somebody who's willing to marry them. That is a spiritual union. You know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a legal union. The legal status is perhaps, perhaps we have to have a legal status. Um, you, we might want to, for purposes of dealing with um, estates, you know, people, a lot of people die without wills, and so you need some way to deal with that, <laughs> you know? Right. Why can't we register as, okay, these are the people I choose to be my life partners, you know, and, and Right. It all comes down to freedom. If government was out of our lives, we wouldn't have any of these issues with health care and they are in our lives by design. This has been a slow creep, a long game that's been played for a long time. It ain't about gay marriage any more than Obamacare was about health care for people. It's about control. This is about that's what it it wasn't about a Confederate flag this week either. It was about control. They take every little tool that they every little element that they can use as a tool to try to 
change. This was all he said he wanted to transform America and they're using exploiting every opportunity they can. And they have been doing it for a really long time. It was ripe for 2008 for somebody like Obama to come in who was a Marxist, a flat out Marxist. And he it, it is pedal to the metal balls to the walls because he's got 16 months left. And this is about scrubbing America and exploiting every opportunity to completely fundamentally transform us. And they have SCOTUS doing he has SCOTUS doing his job for him. And there's a Republican Party that is doing that's helping him, too, because when you do nothing, then you're basically doing it for him. So the GOP has blood on their hands with this as well. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, Mark Levin, I think, started the movement for something called the Convention of States. I'm not really sure exactly what that is. So I've got Timothy Shea who's calling in who can explain in detail. What is it? What does it mean? Is it viable? Is it probable? What is the Convention of States coming up on the Andrea K. Show? Don't change that dial, people. AM 1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170theanswer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today. 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation, a fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. Look no further. We have the answer. AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. So glad to have you here with me. Hey, my Facebook wall is jumping tonight just like it was earlier today. And jumping before the break was Miss Alicia Dern, legal libertarian analyst, getting all the inside baseball scoop of what's going to happen to the business owners. This has real world daily implications that those cheering and crying today didn't give a hoot about. They didn't care what it was going to cost the business owners. And let me tell you, people. 
Those of you that are out there as part of the close to 20% of unemployed, you think about that today when you go out Monday morning and you're trying to find a job, okay? Because this is going to impact your ability to do so. So everybody's upset today, in part because there's some people like my friend Elisa Brent and I were talking earlier today, and she was saying, hey, you know what? There's some historic uh, precedent for this kind of behavior that's happened in the past. Well, we've had dictators, you know, intentionally trying to create a civil war and dividing people. And this is a part of this is a part of that plan. And so we're in a really serious time here in America. And I think it calls for some serious measures going forward. And one somewhat serious, um, if not difficult and complicated plan to go forward and try to take the power back from the centralized government, from these tyrants who want to rule over us, is something called the Convention of States, something that I admittedly am not really up on. Before we get into that, because I've got a brilliant friend of mine, caller who's going to explain all that, I have not forgotten about my dear friend Eric, who's listening tonight. While all this was going on today, while people were cheering and singing on the steps of the Capitol, 80 people or so uh, were slaughtered in the name of Islam today. And we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to go to my buddy, Timothy Shea, who's going to explain to me and everybody out there, what the stink is the Convention of States, T? Hey, Lulu. How are you doing tonight? I'm awesome. I'm so glad to have you call in. Thank you, brother. Uh, my pleasure. And uh, by the way, nice Chinatown reference earlier. You thought you could fly that one by, but I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't get anything point. by you, honey. Here's why a convention of states is important, okay? Here's what really happened this morning. The Supreme Court, there's three important clauses in the 14th Amendment. The Privileges and Immunity Clauses, which means that if there's a law that protects us in one state, all the other states have to recognize that. There's a Due Process Clause, and then there's an Equal Protection Clause. What the court did is they said that the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment overrides the 10th Amendment. And the 10th Amendment says simply, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited it by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Okay, so the court today ruled that the 14th Amendment allows the Supreme Court to take away states' rights, to take away the rights of the people for equal protection. Well, if they can do it to the 10th Amendment, they can do it to the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, and that is their objective. Yes, okay? yes. So Article 5 of the Constitution puts a rein on this judicial activism, this positive law, judicial legislating. If 34 state legislators pass a bill called an application for a convention of states, the Congress shall call it. It's not optional. If 34 states submit applications, the Congress must call a convention of states. The convention of states can discuss any constitutional issue provided for in that application legislation. For example, you could do it just for a balanced budget amendment. That wouldn't be wise, though, because even if the balanced budget amendment was passed and was ratified, Congress could simply say, okay, great, we'll raise taxes, boom, budget balance, which violates the spirit of the balanced budget amendment, right? So what's needed is a convention of states Topically, not for specific amendments, but for the topic of reducing the overreach of the federal government, reducing taxation, reducing regulation, reducing all of the abuses of powers that we're seeing. Okay. What has to happen specifically for this to be 
for us to get this done, to get these 34 legislation legislators to do this? We need a national, and there are several national organizations that are trying to put together teams to get state legislators to pass application legislations to call for a convention of states. Okay. That is what is needed. Okay, well, I see that my friend Elisa Brent posted on my Facebook wall next to my donut picture. Thank you, Elisa. Uh, the Facebook page for Convention of States, and I just liked on that. So um, we need to, you know, maybe find some other sites. I don't know if everything that we need to know is on that Facebook wall. Um, there's got to be some teams and ways that we can get involved. We need to go grassroots on this. We need, as as citizens, we need to take our nation back. because yeah, Absolutely, you know, because that's where the power resides, ultimately, is with the people. Right. Alicia, get in there. Yeah, I am, and I, I want to say something. So I, 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 I'm going to quibble a little bit with you uh, in that the 14th Amendment has been ruled to overpower the 10th Amendment for over 100 years at this point. Uh, the 10th Amendment is almost entirely dead. I think that that is a, a bad thing. You know, I, uh, when I was in law school now, back in 2003, I did uh, a, a research paper uh, for a professor where we actually looked at every 10th Amendment case over the last couple, uh, the last hundred years and d- determined that very little power exists in the 10th Amendment anymore. And we have gone away from our uh, roots as a, uh, a constitutional republic. So I would love to see the, the state take some of that power back, but I don't think that today's ruling was, um, you know, a, a, a bellwether ruling in, as far as killing the 10th Amendment for, in, in favor of the 14th Amendment. That has been the case now for over 100 years. Well, I, It has been to varying degrees, but today was the final nail on the coffin. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Mark Levin's been calling for this convention some way. This seems to me, though, from the sound of it, and, and I'm not, you know, Timothy's an attorney as well. I, you know, I, you know, I don't know the Constitution. One of the things that Timothy suggested before the show, and it's a great idea, everybody should read the Constitution. That's the call to action for every American out there. Read the Constitution and learn what's in it. I am not an expert on the Constitution and will not pretend to be so. So I'm not really sure how much and you know power or whatever's in the 14th or the 10th. But I'm, but I if if Mark Levin and other people are saying this is our only solution is to do this because it gets the power back to the people, uh, you know I'm I'm saying I'm willing to go for anything. I'm willing to put my power and my voice or what what little bit I have. I'm willing to put whatever I got behind something because we got to do something to get the power back to the people because we are on the road to Marksville, babies. I mean, and there is precedent for this, Andrea. How, how the 18th, so? The 18th Amendment passed prohibition. The people saw that it was a mistake, and the 21st Amendment repealed the 18th. So we can go back and repeal the 16th Amendment, providing for the income tax. We can go back and repeal the 17th right. Amendment, which provides for the direct election of senators by the people and not by the state legislature. Well, here's so right. The- right. Well... Yeah, I want to keep this going. I'm not going to forget about this. I'm going to start doing some research on, on my end for this convention of states. And, and I think Mark Levin's got a lot on his Facebook, you know, about that. And, you know, I, because we got to start doing something to get the power back to the people. And so I'm going to put my support behind this. I'm also going to start putting some pressure on the GOP legislators to stop delegating their job to the courts. They should they should have already, in anticipation of this, had some legislation ready to go that would preserve the religious freedoms for every American, whether they're a business owner. What about the nonprofits? What about their funding? What about, you know, their rights? 
You know, what about the grants? What about people who now are going to be, you know, filing for 5013Cs? You know, where was the GOP? They have not led. They could have stopped this with the civil unions, at least stem the tides, and they didn't. They didn't do anything to stop the Obamacare yesterday. They sat back counting on, you know, SCOTUS to rule their way because everybody thought, oh, it's just four words. Nobody predicted that John Roberts would say that, you know, a state isn't a state. Well, really? Well, he's the guy who said a penalty, you know, was a tax. So to yeah, me- I, don't, I, I just don't think that they are surprised about this, today's ruling on gay marriage. Honestly, I don't think that um, that today's ruling is surprising. And well, so no, here's how surprising it is. The White House already had the colored lights up so that they could right. flood the uh, well, White House that, that tells with that, rainbow colors. Well, if they, the legislature, the legislature, uh, the congressmen who are supposed to be representing their constituencies, who are concerned about states' rights, who are concerned about their religious freedoms, they they completely. I don't care. <laughs> no, they don't. They're, you know, they, like I've been saying for a long time, there's very little daylight between the GOP, the establishment Republican Party and the Democrats. You can see that with the TPA. Timothy, you're, you're Mr. Big TPA. I was told, hey, they got to pass the TPA to be able to see what, the, what was in the TPP, even though it was downstairs under lock and key. That TPA got passed two days ago. Where is it? Where is the TPP? Show me that document. Show me all 2,000 pages of it. Nowhere. And you know and what? The CAA. We were told that if that TPA was passed, that there would, it would bring sunlight to that TPP, and it is nowhere. Shame on the Republican Party. We need to Absolutely. start, we need to take our, our power back from these people. I want to go ahead and take it to a break a couple minutes early because when I come back, I want to shift gears. Because how did ISIS celebrate? Today's ruling by the Supreme Court, they tossed a few gay people off a roof, okay? We cannot forget that 80 people or so died, were slaughtered at the hands of Islam today. So we're going to talk about that little piece of tyranny when we come back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show. Thank you, Timothy Shea. Love you. Thanks for having me on, it. All right. Don't change that dial, people. Won't you please, please help me? San Diego's home for intelligent conservative talk. AM 1170. The answer. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Miramar Kitchen and AM 1170 The Answer and AM 1170 Welcome back to the Andrew K Show. I almost missed my cue to come back from the break. I was so engrossed into what's happening on Facebook. You guys are the best supporters of my show. You are the smartest people out there. You get it. You understand what is happening out there, just like my buddy, my gal, Alicia Dern, and my buddy, Timothy Shea, who called in. Interestingly enough, we were talking about the Convention of States before the break, and looks like my, my buddy, Joe Webb, signed 
uh, something regarding that in Georgia. So, Joe, if you're not shy, we'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170 if you want to call in and explain what you did down there. Um, Let's talk about what's been done all around the world today in the name of Islam. You know, uh, 150 or so years ago, a small percentage of Americans owned some slaves, and we can't have a Confederate flag because that means that we're all still, you know, a racist nation. It's in our DNA, according to Obama. And I quote, um, today, 80 people were you know, added to the list of the thousands and hundreds of thousands that have been slaughtered in the name of Islam, but we're not allowed to say that Islam is an ideology of terror. 80 people today, Alicia. There were over 30 people in Tunisia, a lot Brits that were there on vacation that were slaughtered. And oh, by the way, they were slaughtered using a Kalashnikov. So last week when Obama said, you know, this kind of mass shooting doesn't happen anywhere but in the USA. Well, it sure as stink happened today in Tunisia. We even had a charming Muslim today who rolled into an American-owned factory in France with a head that he had written on. I mean, the barbarity in this, you know, ideology, it's not a religion. It is an ideology of terror. People were asking me today, what about, you know, um, the Muslims? How can the Muslims get a pass on being anti-homosexual? What does this mean for them? You know what? They're just biding their time. They are biding their time because they know that we're on the road to Marxville. And you know what? Marxism is very compatible with Sharia, most of which Sharia they will continue to practice uh, underground. They are very happy with today's ruling. They're also playing the long game. Meanwhile, while this was happening today, uh, we uh, we also had, um, I think it was in Kuwait, there was a terrorist attack, too. And everybody's going, well, who was behind it? Was it ISIS? Was it Al-Qaeda? Who was behind it? Islam was behind it, okay? Muhammad was behind it. That's who was behind it today. And while this was going on, that kook over there at the Vatican who, you know, um, is, you know, telling everybody you're nutso if you're not on board with global warming, um, he signed a treaty today with the state of Palestine while this was going on, while Christians were being slaughtered in the name of Islam today. And I didn't hear a peep from Obama today. You know, he might as well, as far as I'm concerned, he might as well have, you know, the the, the flag of Islam hanging over his rainbow flag that he's got, you know, proudly displayed on the White House. But I want to go to the phones because it looks like Joe Webb has called in to talk about the Convention of States. Hey, Joe, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, how are you tonight? I'm wonderful, and I'm very glad to talk to you live. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, it's good to talk to you tonight. Yeah, I signed the uh, Convention of States for uh, Georgia. Now, tell us about that. What does that mean? What was involved in that? And what is your thoughts on this going forward? Well, the way Convention of States works is you have the citizens of a particular state sign a petition in which they are engaging their state legislator, uh, legislature to, um, or representatives, I should say, to um, represent the state in order to, through a convention of states, which is, I believe takes 34 Okay. Uh, states all together right. in order to form it. right? Um, and what they do is they go in uh, and they basically shut down whatever the president is doing. They can impeach uh, justices. Uh, there's a lot of power there. It's just it takes a lot of people to get involved in order to engage their state in order to get it done. How many people? And and where does Georgia stand right now? I mean, is it, though, okay, it takes 34 states and we can check Georgia off the list because y'all are good? Yeah, we already filed. Okay, so how do you know how many other states 
are left uh, as as of the 34 to be done? I believe it. I believe it's somewhere around 17. So there's 17 done. So we're about halfway through. Yeah. Do you know where the other 17 stand? I believe they are leaning towards joining the Convention of States. It's just, um, Why you know, you- it's one of these things that takes time. And uh, it's been, I believe, in the works now for over a year, probably two years. Okay. Why do you think Georgia was one of the first the first states to get going on this? What do you think it was? Because, see, people don't think that I'm, I'm from the Deep South. i got family in Georgia, right. by the way, in Peachtree right. City right now, and all, well, all over Georgia right now. You know, right. we Southerners get accused of being slow, okay, just because, you know, we talk a little slow at times. Why do you think Georgia was one of the, the leading, leading states in this? Well, most likely because of the uh, Republican-leaning uh, base here in Georgia. Okay. We've been strong, conservative, Republican for a long time. Have you been involved in the party for a long time? I don't consider myself a Republican, to be honest with you. I consider myself more of an independent. Good. I vote for who's got a solution. I, I'm not. I'm not affiliated or loyal to any party. See, I love that because that, to me, that supports the movement anymore, every more, even more, because it's more and more people like you and, and citizens. That to me is a true grassroots movement because that's yeah, about absolutely. the citizen. It's about America. It's not about. I said today on my Facebook wall, I don't advocate for party or Paul. I typically vote Republican, or I do because you know I, I couldn't vote for Obama. I'd shoot myself or I'd vote for Hillary. But you know, I, you know, I don't really feel like we've got a whole lot Hillary's of choices. Hillary's not going to be the issue in 2016. Bernie Sanders is going to be the issue. You really think Bernie's going to take the nomination for the Democrats? Yes, and the reason is is because we have had uh, over the seven years of Obama administration. You have to consider how many high school graduates we've had during that time. How many are going to be available to vote at the end of uh, 2015 for the you know 2016 election? Um, how many college students, universities, all of these kids have been brainwashed in order to keep Obama in there for 2012. That's how he won the election. It's a demographic that has never been considered before in the history of, um, well, it, you know, elections. Well, you're right. You know, we've got a lot of uh, kids coming out of complete indoctrination from, uh, you know, uh, Common Core to socialism. And, you know, Hillary's running, uh, you know, they're basically in a statistical dead heat up in uh, New Hampshire, Bernie Sanders and Hillary. So you may be onto something there. And I would like to think that if he was the nominee, that it would be a guaranteed victory for the Republican Party. But I have no trust in the Republican Party. I think that, too. But I also thought Mitt Romney was going to take 2012, uh, which he would have. If you had to remove the demographic that actually pushed Obama over the edge, it would have been 58, 42, I believe. And Romney would have won. Yeah. You know what? You know, when I knew Romney lost, it was in the debate to where he stood there doing this. Yeah, the third one. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I thought it was before that. I thought it was when he stood there and told the American people this was the first when I was kind of like uh, when he said when he couldn't say he said he would repeal Obamacare day one, but he could never say what he would replace it with. But when he stood there and said to to, to the American people, it really doesn't matter to either me or Obama, you know, really who wins here. We're going to be fine. It really matters to, to, you know, the American people. And I thought he just lost it right there because he had no yeah, passion. Well, he point. had no he, he should have been saying to the American people, we are going over a cliff and I am not going to let, you know, my family be 
be dragged over the cliff to, you know, down the road to Marksville. That kind that kind of, oh, shrugging his shoulders, apathy. I mean, why in the world would anybody come out and vote? I mean, when you're sitting there telling the American people that you're going to be fine, if you're not running to save your own family, how are you going to be, you know, showing any concern about saving anybody else's? You know, you got to have some self-survival instincts about you. So, you know, I but we have what and the GOP establishment wanted him. The GOP establishment wants Jeb Bush. That's where they're putting all the money because they want to force him on us, because that way the, the, the big the big government Republicans win either way if they've got Jeb Bush. So I'm grateful for people like you who are out there. Uh, in the getting involved, you know, and not just sitting back and complaining, com- complaining, but actually getting involved and doing something. What What do you want to tell people tonight who are listening? What message do you have for your fellow Americans? Oh, well, the greatest message that I could have right now is the event coming up um, August 28th and 29th in Birmingham, Alabama. What's that? Uh there is a gathering that is being instituted by uh, Glenn Beck, uh, a bishop there in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, there's going to be uh, a rabbi there from New Jersey. <clears throat> the reason the 28th is significant is because that's when Martin Luther King announced his march. Oh, okay. And the big event is going to be on the 29th. Okay. Now, what is now specifically? What's the event for? What do we hope to get out of it? Is it just to rally people and get them excited? Yeah, we're we're hoping to come together as one people and one voice, despite whatever our differences may be politically or religiously or anything else, and stand as Americans to say, you know, we've just we've had enough. Right. And you know what? I love this idea because they are doing everything they can to divide us. That's what this thing was about the yeah, flag. And, and, and yeah. Did you see what happened in Charleston? I was there for that, too. Oh, you were? Tell us yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, golly, there must have been. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't know how many people were there. Fifteen hundred people, maybe. Um, when Glenn, you mean the Glenn Beck event at, at uh, the AME Church? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was amazing. Uh, you know, yeah, we, I went there Friday. Yeah, that's on my Facebook page. I think you're. you're Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, they're doing their best to divide us. But one of the things that I loved about what happened in Charleston was the moments of unity and showing. It was an amazing feeling. Yeah. I have no idea. It was powerful. Yeah. It really was. It really was. We're an embassy, uh, MSNBC host actually break down trying to do his, Mm -hmm. you know, commentary of the event. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And I yeah. don't know where Al Sharpton was. He sure didn't show up. He was supposed to be there. Well, you know, it, you know, he didn't, you know, that that community really took the wind out of his sails and sucked all the life out of his, you know, race baiting movement. It was about un, It was about unity. And thank you yeah. for unifying behind the Andrea K show. Got to leave it there because I'm, I'm up against uh, the close of the show yeah, here. I thank know, you so I much, know. Joe. Love you, Andrea. Love you, too. Thanks for calling in. Hey, with two minutes left. The way I left it coming into the show tonight was that one bad guy that had escaped from New York was dead. Todd, can you can you give it a little looky to the Internet and give me an update? And the other guy, I think they had him surrounded. I don't know if he's been captured yet. Um, unity. That's really going forward. The American people need to unify together against the centralized government. That includes the GOP that are feckless. It's like Bush said, you're either with us or you are against us. And right now, the GOP is not with us. They're sitting back and letting the Democrats, with SCOTUS's help, uh, divide us, tear us apart, 
scrub America from from its foundations, but we don't have to let that continue. We can join together. We can get behind a movement to take our power back through the conventions of state. We can get educated, like Timothy suggested, and everybody read the Constitution and know what's in it. We cannot allow ourselves to get dragged into hating each other. It's like this guy, Guy Benson, said tonight, this uh, gay Republican said, he said, you know what, let's have respect on both sides. Let's not let them destroy us from within. Let's take our power back. And I'm liking the idea of getting behind the convention of state. Todd, you got anything for me on, on this upstate New York? No, there's really no update. Just that the second guy, David Sweat, is still on the run. Well, hopefully, I don't know how many people in upstate New York, you know, are armed and able to defend themselves should this bad guy come around. Alicia, in about 15 seconds or so, anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, well, I just want to say I think that there's no way that Bernie Sanders is going to get the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. He's a raving socialist. He, yeah, and he, yeah, and he's he's just a crazy guy. But you know what? I don't know that he's any crazier than Hillary. But you know what? I'm just so glad that I had an hour to share with you guys tonight. Thank you to everybody out there on Facebook and and on Twitter. Follow me. Thank you, Todd, for always doing a great job for me. Thank you, Timothy Shea, Joe Webb. Thank you for all my listeners out there. Thank you for loving me and being a part of the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget, every Thursday and Friday right here, 9 p.m. Pacific time on AM 1170. The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea Kay.